This episode is scripted, narrated, recorded and edited by Newell Fisher, with script assistance by John Ruths. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 61, in which we will be analysing section 3 of the 1978 film, The Notice Board. Section 3. The Notice Board. This section covers from 5 minutes 40 to 9 minutes 30, and the equivalent chapter from the book is Chapter 1. The Notice Board. As the camera zooms out from the detailed rendering of a rabbit we ended with last time, the shot dissolves to one in which a rabbit is represented in the way we will see throughout the film. In other words, the fur is a single untextured colour. This is Hazel. His fur is a neutral brown, and his face hints at the sleekness of Elachera from the prologue. He emerges cautiously from the overgrown bank he has been hiding in, and sniffs the air as a heart-based theme plays, followed by clarinet. After a few seconds of checking for danger, he returns to the bank, and at last we hear a rabbit speak as he reassures Fiverr that everything seems okay. In the book, they emerge almost together, but here the humans are only just left, so the smaller Fiverr needs more reassurance. He is already sensing something is wrong, as in the book, and gets to say so earlier. In a closer shot of them both, once Fiverr has emerged, we get the first example of how more naturalistic animated rabbits are going to be display recognisable emotions in the film. It is all about the eyes, which are allowed more mobility than in an actual rabbit. As soon as the slightly lighter coloured Fiverr reassures Hazel that the vague danger he senses is not immediate, Hazel suggests they try to find a colt's foot. This is a change from the cowslip mentioned in the book. I cannot see why this was changed. And now we arrive at the first conversation from the book, as Fiverr, rushing after Hazel, is startled by a bee, which is commented on by Blackberry, and, from the voice, Silver, even though he seems to be further away, and the rabbit with Blackberry looks more like Dandelion. In the film, Blackberry's black-tipped ears are extended to the whole of his ears and the top of his head. In the later TV series, this colouring was given to Hazel and Fiverr, possibly as a way of making them stand out more. It is difficult to see who is speaking during this conversation, as we cannot see lips moving. At this opening of the film, set in a full warren, this may be a way of using the limited cast numbers to imply more voices than were available to the filmmakers. Possibly. Silver refers to Fiverr as a runt, whereas in the book his comment is spoken by Blackberry, who is talking to Buckthorn, one of the three rabbits seemingly amalgamated into Silver here. In the book... Blackberry only refers to him as Fiverr and explains his name, which is a reference to the size of the litter he was born in. This is a less direct reference, possibly, to why he is a runt. Fiverr sniffs around, looking for a colt's foot, and as soon as he finds one, a large rabbit foot lands on it. There follows a more stilted version of the conversation with Toadflax from the book, as the Owlsler member asserts his privilege over the plant. This begins with a menacing Fiverr's eye view of Toadflax and another Owlsler member. In the conversation that follows with Hazel, rabbit facial expressions are taken to their extreme, a fascinating example of the non-verbal communication that is a feature of this film, and still quite rare in animation, I think. 
As Hazel leads the two Owsler members to their prize, he rejoins Fiverr in a shot where Fiverr has always looked to me too high up in relation to the background. I think he's supposed to be sitting on a tussock or a small grassy mound in pasture, but is not really clear enough for the shot. This is where Hazel makes it clear that he's had enough of the way things are going in this warren and has considered leaving. There is no talk of his joining the Owsler and being a more decent member of it, as in the book. One of the lovely details in this scene are the church bells ringing in the background, part of the backdrop of nature for a rabbit, but are they meant to be some kind of harbinger for what is about to happen? The two brothers arrive at a part of the pasture lower down the slope where they can be at peace, and then Fiverr enters a patch of long grass where he is startled by another bee. The sound of the bee is an excellent piece of dissonance in this until now briefly idyllic scene as it scares him out of the other side of the long grass and straight onto a piece of ground that is muddy and covered in human boot prints. His backward movement is halted awkwardly by a wooden post. An eerie harp and violin theme starts to play as Fiverr's terrified eyes look slowly backwards and up. He turns his head and looks up at the looming notice board then spins slowly while sniffing, in a way that would be comedic if it weren't for the building atmosphere. And then he smells a discarded cigarette nearby. And suddenly, terrifyingly, he knows that something terrible is going to happen. The way this scene is animated is a lot more detailed than the description in the book, where they just see the sign together and go up to it. It is one of those scenes that film could do so well and can compete very effectively with written description. As Fiverr's fear builds, a subtle change comes over his fur as the red of the sunset highlights some parts of it. The music is building ominously as this first genuinely frightening section of the film arrives and we enter Fiverr's dream state with him. Hazel continuing to feed casually as his fur is also highlighted with red is an interesting counterpoint to this. And so we arrive at the famous shot of Fiverr looking at the sun setting over the trees on the other side of a field as what might have just been the light of sunset becomes something definitely a lot more sinister. Oddly enough, we see this happen twice, which I hadn't noticed before. First of all, the blood spreads across the field in quite a stilted fashion, as Fiverr says that the field is covered with blood. Then, after we see Hazel dismiss what he is saying, we see it spread across the field again, only this time a lot faster, as we enter the full horror of Fiverr's vision. Starker versions of the trees seem to sprout among them, the camera zooms in. The grass in the foreground actually moves out of shot faster than can be accounted for by the zoom. And then the starker outlines of trees replace the scene altogether and mutate into... Well, into what exactly? As the now fully orchestral music reaches its terrible crescendo, Fiverr's vision of death seems to be a reference to the phrase like trees in November that Pipkin will later use to refer to the rabbits of the Warren of the Snares. In Britain, as I have mentioned before, November is the month when deciduous trees lose their leaves and the landscape becomes starker and less, far less colourful. And yet, the twisted bare branches of the tree we see in this vision do still have clumps of leaves attached, which can also be seen over winter, as fully dead brown leaves, now devoid of all autumn colour, cling on to the branches that grew them. Are the branches the runs and burrows of a future dead warren, and the leaves the corpses of rabbits? Or am I reading too much into this? In any case, this frightening winter tree now dissolves into a spiral that surrounds the setting sun as we return to reality. 
Interestingly, the field we see during Fiverr's vision now looks very much the same today. I am certain I found it on my site visit, and it is great to see locations in the film being often so grounded in the reality of where they are set. Hazel tries to reassure the trembling Fiverr, but his suggestion that they return to their burrow has the opposite effect, as Fiverr runs from one side of him to the other in agitated panic. As soon as Fiverr insists that something very bad is going to happen, Hazel seems far too easily convinced, bearing in mind that moments before he was telling Fiverr he was being silly for suggesting they all have to leave the warren, and he immediately says they should go and see the chief rabbit. This is an example of the contraction of the story made necessary by the film not working so well. In the book, Hazel eventually gets the hysterical Fiverr back to their burrow, and Fiverr has a further nightmare that's that night that seals his vision. This includes some clever calls forward to swimming in both the Enborne and the Test, as well as a reference to the notice board being covered in bones and wire. An now calmer Fiverr finally convinces Hazel to take him seriously and that they must leave the Warren. But here, in the film, all of this happens in a few moments, and it is a regrettably unconvincing conversation. As a bed of quiet violin music plays, they return to the scene of Silfway, where Fiverr was first scared by a bee, where Fiverr shouts that everyone needs to leave the Warren. This does not happen in the book, but it is probably necessary in order to move the narrative along at the pace required in the film. Although there are ten rabbits in the scene they pass through, including three kittens, two of which are scared into view by Fiverr, the voices in this group are provided again only by Blackberry, Dandelion and Silver. As Hazel and Fiverr enter a wooded area in which the Chief Rabbit's burrow is located, and we briefly see Captain Holly in the foreground, the whole of this group of sylph-laying rabbits, except for a doe and her two scared kittens, gather and follow them, led, of course, by the inquisitive Blackberry. This scene is completely outside the book, where they go to see the Chief quietly at Knee Frith or noon on the following day. And, as the music bed fades away, we see for the first time, Bigwig. Comparison with the book This section of the film is relatively faithful to the book, only very compressed in time. Fiverr's vision is brilliantly realised visually and musically, though the fallout from that vision is a little weak when compared to the original narrative. Partly that is a result of Richard Breyer's performance as Fiverr, which can be a little underplayed at times, but it is mostly as a result of events being compressed from 18 hours down to a few minutes. Overall, though, an impressive opening to the main narrative. Next time, we meet Bigwig, Captain Holly, and the Chief Rabbit. <laughs>